Hi, I'm so excited today, my praying people, to be with Doug Clark. Doug is joining us as the, well, he's joining us as who he is, Doug Clark. (laughs) (laughs) Just me. Just you. (laughs) But he's the National Field Director of the National Network of Youth Ministers, and he's also the Promotional Coordinator of See You at the Pole. And Doug, that's where I got a hold of your name, was that I went over to the website for See You at the Pole and knew that I wanted to talk to somebody that was connected to this this really cool ministry as part Mm -hmm. of our series of back to school um, episodes here. And uh, that's how I ended up in in your email inbox and we were able to get acquainted. And so thank you so much for being with us today. And if you could just tell us a little bit about yourself and about um, See You at the Pole. I know that our listeners would love to hear the story of how See You at the Pole got started because I, I did do a little digging and read that. And, and I thought this is a story that needs to be told. Yeah, thank you so much. And thanks for navigating the internet to find uh, find yeah. me. I'm, I'm just thrilled to be with you today. And thanks for your interest and your listeners uh, uh, for being uh, so interested in helping reach this next generation for Christ and mobilizing them to be part of what God wants to do literally around the world. Because you go back to the very beginning in 1990, with a group of freshman students that were meeting in the home of their volunteer youth leaders for the freshman class. Uh, They were, uh, they were students that God was doing something special in their lives. They were youth pastors, a friend of mine, and um, recognized that in these freshman students, there was a special spark inside of them. And uh, so as they gathered on a, on a weekend, uh, for something that's called a disciple now, which is done in youth Mm -hmm. ministries across a lot of states, uh, for this weekend, they were in the home of Chuck and Loretta Sharp, Chuck, a prison guard, and Loretta, a hairstylist, their volunteer freshman youth leaders. And as they're meeting with them in the home, there was just this uncanny spirit of surrender and, and uh, abandon of these students. And they felt led uh, on a Saturday to go in the evening to go and hold hands in front of the several schools in Burleson, Texas, and just pray, pray, pray for those schools. And they'd been doing that. But they said there was just something special about God's presence in that time. They shared that with their youth pastor, who is my friend. And he was going to be part of a planning group that was doing a statewide evangelism conference uh, with the Southern Baptist Church across Texas. So now they're planning for June for this big 20,000 students that are going to meet in Reunion Arena in Dallas. And they were trying to think, how can we get these students uh, motivated and excited to carry through the summer and then launch into the next school year in 1990-91 to have this fire, you know, to, to reach their friends for Christ? And I thought, well, what if we challenge these students in June to get together? And, and my friend Rick Eubank shared with them, what if we challenge them to meet in front of the schools and pray just like these mm-hmm. freshmen did? Mm-hmm. And say, yeah, well, where would they meet? And well, every school has a flagpole. And one guy mm-hmm. chirps up and says, let's call it See You at the Pole. Well, like, <laughs> there you have it. <laughs> so they're like, yeah, 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 that's, that's funny. But they kept coming back to that. Uh... And, and it got to a point where they're like, you know, that's what it needs to be called because that's where they're meeting. And it makes it really easy to connect at 7 a.m. all on the same day across Texas. And somebody said, we might have 3,000 kids praying across Texas. And that'd be amazing. 
And, uh, and so they did it. And in June, they challenged them. And mm-hmm. then God took over and the word spread and students felt inspired by it and they shared it with their friends and youth pastor to youth pastor. And not only thousands of students across Texas, but in Mississippi and Arkansas and Oklahoma, there were students that were praying. And Chuck Flowers, the guy that organized this, had set up a recording uh, with a little tapes, you know, a a recording Uh machine. He said, call Uh into this number and and tell how many you had and what happened and he sat there and he just wept and wept and wept as he heard report after report after report and they documented over fifty thousand students praying in four states and the people that were in that room back in the spring of 1990 said god's doing something bigger here than what Uh we can contain and so Uh i heard about it the next month and uh, our organization, National Network of Youth Ministries, they said, this is bigger than a Baptist. This is something God's uh-huh. doing that's bigger. Please help. And so we helped spread the word through FCA and Young Life and Student Venture and Youth for Christ and, and denominations across the country. And all of them wanted to be part of it. And it. Uh, within a matter of a few years, there were, <laughs> according to Barna, who'd actually we commissioned to do a survey, there were over a million students. Wow. And one of the more exciting ones in those early years was a group of students that stood in Red Square in Moscow and prayed at the same time as we were praying in the United States. So we did it Mm. before school. So it's just Mm. it had grown and grown and and up to as many as two or three million students across the country, 66 Mm. different countries that have Mm. participated in See at the Pole. But it started with a little group of freshman students in high school with two volunteer youth leaders. And so you never know what God's going to do that. when he decides to move. And it's been exciting wow. to be part of it. So many thoughts about that. Like, look how simple this is, mm-hmm. but what a tremendous move and how the Lord just through prayer swept literally across the globe with these mm-hmm. students. And I love that it started in a home at a Disciple Now weekend yep, with volunteers. That's right. That's right. That's great. Right. And freshmen, not seniors, not the ones that are supposed to be leading out, but the the newbies coming in necessarily. That's that's good. So since then, what has kept this rolling year after year? So if that's right, that's this is what, 31 years past the beginning? Yeah, -hmm. Yeah, the first year it was done nationally on on purpose was 1991. Mm -hmm. And we were involved with that. But it's it's always been God. It's never been any brilliance that any of us has for promotional effort and there is Mm -hmm. a promotional kind of machine if you will for you know for Mm t-shirts and wristbands and (laughs) and and uh uh, handbooks and things like that that we provide but see Uh if it pulls a free thing and if it wasn't the holy spirit blowing into Mm -hmm. the hearts and minds of these students it's a student initiated Mm -hmm. student-led thing then Mm -hmm. if that wasn't there then it wouldn't matter what kind of promotion we did Right. Because God likes to surprise us. There were a lot of big plans for 2020 mm-hmm. for these huge stadium mm-hmm. events and things. And mm. <laughs> yeah, that God said, out. no, I have, yeah. I'm doing something else right now. And so right. you need to be looking at me to find out what I'm doing. And that's your prayer warriors right there. They're the ones uh-huh. that'll hear it. They're uh-huh. the ones that'll hear it and be able to pass that on and say, I sense the spirits blow in this direction. Uh-huh. And their voice is so important to the rest of us. Well, what did y'all do in 2020? Um, when the schools were shut down and COVID had separated everybody. Well, it's COVID's not over, is it? So no, what we did in 2020 yeah. was create a live stream 
and encouraged uh-huh. people to tap into that. There were a group of mm-hmm. students that led different portions of the mm-hmm. prayer time. And, mm-hmm. uh, and so that was available in the time zone, live in the time zones of, of the six time zones there are in the United States when you include mm-hmm. Alaska and Hawaii. And mm-hmm. uh, we're planning on doing that again and making that available uh, oh, through cool. our website or through the campus prayer app that we use. And I can okay. talk more about what happens after see you at the poll, but mm. the app is real key to that. And uh, mm-hmm. um, we, we just want to provide something that if, if things are more closed down, we don't know what's going to be going on in September right now with this sure. COVID Delta and right. Lambda and whatever else is happening. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. crazy. And so mm-hmm. uh, we want to make it possible for students to participate, even if it's in front of their computer like you and I are right now. Yeah. And so when you're doing it live across the time zones, it's then at 7 a.m., no matter what time zone you're in. That's the is that time. How it is? Yes. Okay. That's the time okay. that we're releasing it. But we also okay. see at the poll is the fourth Wednesday of September this year. Okay. That's the 22nd, of course. Uh-huh. But we have this week, what we call the Global Week of Student Prayer. And so from Sunday to Saturday mm. of that week, with we'll see at the poll in the middle, that whatever works because we have to be flexible and you don't want somebody that says, well, we can't, we can't meet in the morning. So we're going to meet at night. Oh, I guess we're not part of see at the poll. Well, yeah, you can be. Mm. And so Mm -hmm. we would encourage them to, you know, to participate that way and plan the time that works for you and then just be part of it, but pray. That's good. The theme this year is just pray from just pray. (laughs) So whatever it is, if it's Monday, Wednesday, Friday, just pray. If it's Wednesday morning, just pray. But above That's all, good. pray. Yeah. That's great. And it's the kind of thing you can do as an individual, but the concept is that you're a part of everybody. Like you're part right. of this whole big group of people yeah, that are praying. Yeah. yeah. That's I good. have this, I have this vision of that's hit me from year to year to year that because of time zones, if it was at 7 a.m., it would uh-huh. start out in the Pacific with American Samoa or Awake Island someplace yeah. and that there would be this wave of prayer from hour to so hour. Cool. It would be like a concert lifted up to yeah. the Lord of voices wow. saying, Lord, bring, come, Lord, come, wow. Maranatha, <laughs> come Lord Wouldn't Jesus, that be... pour out your spirit on us right now and, and thy kingdom come, thy will be done here as it is in heaven yes. and it wraps all the way around until it comes back around. And when all. that it's happens, we're going to hear zones. the the trumpets cry and we're all <laughs> going to be raptured into heaven. The, oh. um, you know, what would be beautiful is if you could somehow record that as it goes across time wow. zone to time zone for continual till it comes back around. Why? I mean, this I've is never the had time, this right? thought before you're bringing out yeah. something fresh, but uh-huh. the scripture tells us that our prayers are saved like in a bowl in heaven, uh-huh. right? Revelation, right. Talks, but the bowls of the prayers yes. being opened and dumped out. Uh-huh. Those things are recorded. And when we are spending eternity mm. in heaven, I've never had this thought before, I promise you. <laughs> but when we're in heaven, we'll be able to listen to that recording, if you will, Love that, that chorus wrapping around, wrapping around. How cool is that? And you know, Doug, that's been something I've, uh, this is a little bit off the subject of see you at the poll, but it's very appropriate for right now today when we're doing this is I have really thought a lot all day and yesterday about the prayers of the saints that are rising up all over the globe for the people in Afghanistan. It just happens that we are very aware of what's going on there because of the news 
hearts. And I just, I see, I see how beautiful the body of Christ is because all around, we feel like this is family that's being affected, even though perhaps most of us have never even been to Afghanistan. And um, so it's a, it's a beautiful thing how the body of Christ transcends denominational lines and geographic lines and language barriers, like all of that. And um, in times like these, I I feel more aware of that, I think, than ever, than ever. So we're, um, we're in a season where I think we'll witness some incredibly brave believers who will pay a big price for their faith. And uh, that's a very sobering, sobering thing. It truly is. It truly is. And, um, you know, even now. And so here are our youth in this day Mm -hmm. and this age and where we're we're over beyond our youth age right now, still in ministry and kicking Mm -hmm. and going strong. You and I, I mean, but um, they're looking forward into this world at this time. And um, I can I'm excited that a movement like this started in 1990, 1991 is officially, you know, the the national thing. And here we are. Is that 30 years later? And we're still going strong. What effect do you feel like this will have? Like what effect does see you at the poll have on these teenagers that are part of this? um, My my dream. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's hear the dream. <laughs> yeah. yeah, really, really. The dream is that, uh, and I've been in youth ministry since 1974. So I started working with junior hires when I was 19 in my local yeah. church, and uh, God again and again has brought me back to this sense of hope and expectation. And it's been my prayer that this would be the generation that we're working with that would finish the job of the Great Commission in oh, our wow. lifetime, and that you and I would have an opportunity to witness Matthew 24, 14, you know, that one of those students who may, who maybe is praying at their flagpole at a middle school in Jonesboro, Arkansas, and they get excited about Jesus and they work with their friends. They start learning about how to minister to their friends. They grow and become a leader and increase in their skills and their giftedness and, and maturity and move on to high school and do the same thing. And they're reaching their friends for Christ, doing the first best thing they can do is what see at the poll is about is to mm-hmm. pray mm-hmm. for those people they love mm-hmm. uh, ask god what should we do and then they do it mm-hmm. and then those students move on and maybe they go on to a, a university and, and learn and continue to expand in their giftedness and god puts a call in their life and says i want you to go to xyz place in the world where these people don't have a a, a church a worshiping community mm-hmm. yet and they go, and maybe they're part of a team of people to go and plant a church, and that Jesus would look down from heaven and go, that's it. That's the last one. <laughs> that's the one. This gospel of the kingdom shall be preached as a witness to all the world, and then the end yeah. will come. And that we would have the privilege of helping usher these students forward to love them, to pray yeah. for them, to mentor them, and help them grow. Some of them are our children and grandchildren and maybe great-grandchildren. Yeah. And that we'd have the privilege of helping prepare them to take their place with what God wants to do in the world and mm-hmm. using the amazing technology that's available right now to mm-hmm. make sure that there's a scripture in every language and that mm-hmm. they would plant a church in every culture amongst every people group and finish the job of the Great Commission in, our, in our season. And yeah. we, 
we, uh, we can be part of that team. And I have a yes. picture I want to share with you. Okay. It's football season coming up, right? Yes. Uh-huh. And uh, so, I mean, it is, it's already started yeah. here. Right. And, and one of the things about a football season, a high school, especially is that you've got the parents and, and all the other students in the stands and they're cheering and the band is playing and the cheerleaders are flipping and double decking <laughs> on the field. And there's this giant paper banner across the front of the end zone and the football team. And my son was one of these when he was in high school, mass yeah. in the end zone. And then just at the right moment, boom, they burst through that big, right. big banner and come out <laughs> on the field and they're ready to charge hell with a squirt gun, right? Right. At that right. point. And I'm sure going to put those guys on the other side of the line on their backs, you know, all, you know, this for the next uh, 48 minutes. Right. Right. So it, that's, that's a, we've got this beautiful picture of how we cheerlead and come behind yeah. and believe in our students, but we don't do that very well in the church, but oh, we good. could, but right. we could. Okay. What if the people who are listening to this podcast made it a point this Sunday to go put their arm around a young man or young woman that they see in church and go, what are you facing this year? Mm-hmm. Kids are going back into school with fear and anxiety and trepidation. Mm-hmm. And the believers who be like, yeah, I'm called to be a, a missionary to my mm-hmm. campus, but I'm scared and I don't feel confident. Mm-hmm. What, if mm-hmm. the, what if an older person comes along and says, I'm going to pray for you every single day you're in school this year. You mm-hmm. will never be alone for one minute in your algebra class or mm-hmm. your PE class or on your, in the band or on the I football team. And I'm going to be your cheerleader this year. That would be amazing (laughs) for that student to build their confidence and check back with them every Sunday that you see them in the hallway of the church. Just adopt a few kids. And for the church, maybe adopt a school and just, you know, do that. And our prayers are the most important part of that. Absolutely. I absolutely love that idea. As you were talking at our church, we do um, prayer cards for our kids that go to camp and we all the cards are on the altar the Sunday before that week of camp. And mm-hmm. so every camper is adopted for that week and prayed mm-hmm. over while yeah. they're at camp. And of course, God Beautiful. always moves in such a powerful away yeah. during those weeks of camp when the kids get unplugged and away from their normal and they're off mm-hmm. and the Lord moves and why not why could it right. be the adults you, in the church carry that through the school year I love bet. that and don't you have some card somewhere or a record or a map in your church that shows where all the missionaries are yes sure I'll, I'll, what sure, about these sure. students and teachers that yes. are on the campus especially the public school campus where they're missionaries right there in your own community. What if we treated them like missionaries? Ah, what if we did? There you go. What What if we treated them like missionaries? I love that. (laughs) Okay, so talk to me about that, which leads me into something I want to make sure that we make um, very clear to our audience, and that is who actually leads these See You at the Pole gatherings? Mm -hmm. Well, we don't all go to the mission field. When our missionary goes to whatever stand mm-hmm. country it is, you know, right. uh, we allow them to lead. And I think it's so important that if students are going to own their role as missionaries, that we give them the responsibility and the opportunity to initiate and lead what they're doing. That doesn't mm-hmm. mean that they don't need the cheerleaders. We mm-hmm. can come alongside and I encourage youth pastors, adults, pray on the sidewalk let the students have their seat at the pole, but be a visible encouragement mm-hmm. and support for what they're doing mm-hmm. from a little bit of a distance. And mm-hmm. certainly outside of that time, I think local networks of youth workers can bring students together and help them plan what they're going to do on the campus. Mm-hmm. And I've done this with my children 
in elementary school to even have them lead see at the poll at the elementary level. It takes a little more work, but mm-hmm. then they lead it. What kind of confidence does it build mm-hmm. in a student's life when they actually lead something like that? I love and that. So that's, that's, I think, a key part of it is to give them the, um, give them the, the opportunity to actually exercise leadership that way. So it is okay for like church leadership to help the students outside of the day of oh, oh, absolutely. To gather them together, give them the resources, you know, right. just answer questions, help them. Right. How does, a do y'all, I'm sure you do on your website, map all of this out in your, in your step-by-steps, but right. I'm sure there's a go to your administrators, let them know you want to do this, that all kind of those thing. things. Yeah, mm-hmm. all those things are outlined in kind of the steps. There's a checklist. But if you go to mm-hmm. S-Y-A-T-P for C-U at the poll.com, um, mm-hmm. you'll find uh, a preparation guide and something they can actually download and, and print off. Maybe even a better way, because this is also on the app, is to go uh, to the Campus Prayer app. You can find that in any app store, Campus okay. Prayer app. It not only equips students to plan and prepare for C-U at the poll, It'll prompt them on how they can share what happened at their seat at the poll. Mm. But then it leads them to what I think is the really secret sauce of this. And that is to go from the moment to the movement. Mm. Students praying on the fourth Wednesday of September can be powerful. But if that's all this was about, I'd be out. Mm-hmm. We aren't trying to just do a big event, make a big splash. What mm-hmm. we want to do is equip students to pray every day at their school. So to go from the moment to the movement, means uh, we've partnered with a ministry that takes see at the poll and makes it basically an everyday kind of a thing. It's called Claim Your Campus. And so the app walks them from the moment, see at the poll, to the movement, Claim Your Campus, and they'll be trained, equipped, and supported day by day by day on how to pray around certain themes for their school on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Now, students would commit maybe just to one of those days and form a little Mm -hmm. group for each of those five days, but, mm-hmm. but they, they have the tools then to help them pray. And they can even indicate, hey, we're praying today. And it, it goes right on the app. And you can see how many people are praying right then on wow, the app. Wow, that's great. So, that's so it's great. intended to encourage that movement mentality, which then is the thing that helps students grow in their faith and grow in their commitment to and their ministry on their campus. That's great. That's great. Now, are you... Um, have any stories of like things that have happened because as a result of the sea at the pole or the, are the students actually moving from that moment to a movement where they've begun mm-hmm. these prayer groups mm-hmm. in the schools you got? Oh, any, absolutely. Uh, uh, <laughs> how much time do you have? Well, um, not all of them, just I'll, a few. <laughs> I'll, take, I'll take one real quick one because we okay. share this story with the claim your campus people in Marion, uh-huh. Indiana. There was a group of students that began praying every day at their school. And literally, it transformed the climate uh, on the campus from a school that had multiple incidents of fights going on on the campus to be in a, a, a long period of time where there were no fights at all. It literally changed the culture of the school. Wow. And they, they credit it to their, their praying. And wow. uh, the, that students leading their friends to Christ. One of my favorite stories was in Oklahoma City. Oklahoma, and a youth pastor called me on the day of seat at the poll to tell me the story once. And uh, you can imagine this, the flagpole, which is the meeting place, being uh-huh. set off a little bit away from where the students were being dropped off on the buses, and the buses are pulling up and dropping off. 
uh-huh. and a uh, bus pulled up, girl got off and the, she stood there for a little bit and sat down on the curb and just began weeping. Uh-huh. A teacher who was there, who was kind of watching the sea at the pole and kind of keeping an eye on things mm-hmm. came over and said, what's wrong? And she mm-hmm. said, those kids, they're praying for me. Now she was way too far away from them to know that, oh. but in the spirit, your, your audience understands wow. this. Wow. Yes. You, in the spirit, right. she, she was feeling conviction wow. and the teacher led her to Christ right there in front of her school and then could, <laughs> because it was on the school campus, he could walk her over and say, this young lady just received Jesus. Would you help her? Now the students become a community to help her grow. Yeah, come Uh, to my youth group. We're having the see saw you at the poll rally tonight at our (laughs) church. I love it. I love it. And you can come and be part part of my youth group. You know, there's a community right there. So that's a couple stories. Mm. I could tell you a bunch is um see you at the poll at Harvard University and and other places uh, that that it's been, and it's uh, it's been exciting to watch. That is that is tremendous. You know, one of the things I love about prayer is both the magnitude of it, like you know, you sharing with us that millions of people all across, but it's also that you can be two or more where two or more are gathered, and you've yeah. got a group prayer experience. And so even for these who may be at small schools or in places where you're like, oh, I don't even know if I've got another Christian friend at the school. If you just have two two students, you can you can have a tremendous impact and you never know what the impact of that will be on your campus. And so or in many cases, it's a student praying by themselves. And that very Mm. first year, one of the most moving recordings that Chuck Flowers shared with us was of a girl that called in and said, I was the only one at my school. But I knew I wasn't the only one praying. And so it gave me the courage mm. to stand and pray alone at my school. Wow. Even because I knew I was with many others across the state of Texas that day. That is great. So. That's amazing. That is truly, truly amazing. So what is, um, tell me how parents can best. We've talked a little bit about church leaders. How can parents mm. best, and I love that picture of the cheerleaders. How can a parent yeah. best encourage their own students who are in, and I'm thinking primarily public high schools. I know that our private schools um, participate and see you at the poll as well. Our Christian private schools are, I'm sure are, I want to encourage our homeschoolers to do that as well, knowing that you're part of the great big Mm -hmm. thing, Mm -hmm. but how can parents of public school students encourage their own children or grandchildren to be a part of this? Well, I'm guessing that your listeners know a little bit about prayer. So that would probably be the starting point. Yeah. Uh, Obviously praying for your young person, uh, giving them the opportunity to say, Hey, uh, I'll bake, bring in some pizza and we'll, Mm. we'll get together. And why don't you bring your friends over from the school and you can plan your seat at the pole right here and I'll supply the food, put a place together, maybe involve them with the youth leader at the church. uh, So there's that support as well, but create, create an environment or a climate where they can plan what they're going to do. And um, the Sunday before see at the poll um, moms in touch makes or moms in prayer. It's called mm-hmm. now makes mm-hmm. a big deal about uh, uh, bless our schools Sunday. That's the Sunday mm-hmm. before see at the polls mm-hmm. basically. And so that's an opportunity to make this, the church more aware maybe of yes, this Wednesday, September 22nd, and encourage people to be praying for and encouraging the that's young good. people in the church that that in the same way. So that's a right. couple of ways, in addition to what I said earlier about just 
adopting kids <laughs> I love that. Uh, that way, but for parents to do that, provide it, provide encouragement and yet give them room to do it. Give them what they need. Don't give them too much. Give them just yeah. enough to grow and flourish. Well, as you mentioned that, our, our home was the home where the kids came to build their floats during homecoming oh, week yeah. at the school. I don't know if they do. You, do you build floats out in California? Yeah, I've too. done you that do. before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mostly <laughs> well, root beer floats, Coke floats. No, I'm <laughs> okay, sorry. Those That's different kind. Too. Well, I learned I was allergic to tissue paper when this all happened <laughs> oh. at my house one year. But um, I, I laugh when you said, just give them pizza. Like, if you feed them, they will come. It just yeah. happens to be, you know, so if you get some pizza or whatever and, and bring them over that's a yeah. that is a great way to to um rally the kids and to be encouraging to them mm -hmm. even mm -hmm. so and i'm glad you mentioned um moms in prayer as well because as you were telling one of your stories about mary in indiana i got to talk with sally burke just a week or so ago oh, and yeah. she was sharing with us how it at one school, there were 23 teachers, I think, or so on their list that they were praying for by name. And before the end of the year, 21 of them had um, made professions of faith. And they ended wow. up by the end of the year with a prayer room on that school campus. Yeah. And so these are, I love the stories because it is undeniable power of God that inner, inner, seeds and does things that we could program and and invite all the time but when we start praying god just blasts right. through that and gets it um, done moms in prayer has been a wonderful partner and supportive of see at the pole from the very beginning one of our key endorsing organizations if you yeah, will and that's great. Uh, and that, that the headquarters is just a few miles from where i live ah that's cool very good yeah <laughs> well i'm glad I got one of my students right here. What do you need, baby? She's <laughs> grandma to pray for her. In a minute. Yeah, she does. <laughs> she does. She just got off her bus as well. But oh, anyway, okay. well, remind us again, Doug, and we'll we'll wrap this up. But remind us again where people can go to get it. Oh, before we wrap it up, I wanted to share with our listeners what I did just this past week. So I don't mm. work in the youth ministry, but I'm uh -huh. very passionate about prayer. I am the prayer minister at our church. Right. So once I got to your site and I was like, oh yeah, see you at the poll. And what can I do to influence this? Well, I just invited the youth pastor to a meeting. I said, hey, you know, maybe we could rally the see you at the poll this year and get the kids praying on every campus. Mm -hmm, and basically mm -hmm. it was the shortest meeting I've ever had. He just looked at me and said, done, count on it. We're good. Yeah, so I want to say that to our listeners too. Like it may be just as simple as that. You just talk to whoever leads the youth and That's you're right. going to find out they're gung ho for it as well. Yeah. And then your website does have incredible, great, just simple um, helps. And so mm -hmm. remind us again what that website is so that we can get our people connected to that. Yeah, the See at the Pole website is just the initials of See at the Pole, S-Y-A-T-T.com. And if you start there, uh, you can go wherever you want uh, to get the information. And then, uh, of course, the, the, the app has all the information as well. The Campus Prayer app. So Campus those two things. Campus Prayer app. Yeah. And I do love that, the whole concept of getting prayer started and going throughout the year. That is um, 
That's great too. So thank you. you thank go. you very much, Doug. Um, may God just continue to bless your ministry thank of you. networking our youth ministers and of our promoting. One more last question, and that is when our groups have their see you at the poll rallies, is there somewhere to report that? Yes. Still so that y'all kind of, okay, tell us that yeah, th Through the app, there's a way okay. uh, to, it encourages them to put it on social media and all those social mm -hmm. media sites, uh, Instagram, our Facebook page has about 55,000 followers. Um, so there's places to tell the stories and I go through all day on, on Twitter. It's not unusual for it to be a trending topic on Twitter the morning of wow. Super Bowl. Uh, students are praying across the country. Ah, love it. Love it. Social media can be used for the glory of God. Amen. And we can get out there and take it by storm. I'm telling you, when the church networks together, it's incredible. It's powerful. Incredible. Yeah. Very powerful. Well, would you like to close us in prayer? You bet. You bet. Thanks. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for uh, this ministry. And thank you for those that are committed to praying for this generation good young ladies coming home from school on their first day. And uh, we, we ask that this year, you by your spirit would do something that we can't do. And that's to blow, uh, start a brush fire that would sweep across our nation and uh, enable uh, the church to awaken, uh, bring more and more young people into the kingdom and uh, may there be just a movement of your spirit that's powerful and supernatural this year. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen, Doug. Thank you so much for being with us today. Yeah, thank you.